When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live here at Talking Preps. It is that time of year. The North Carolina High School Athletic Association basketball playoffs are upon us at the end of this week. The North Carolina Independent Schools Athletic Association basketball state finals will be played on Saturday. Quite a week, quite an exciting time for our student athletes and our coaches and our school communities. Welcome to Talking Preps. I'm joined right now by Miss Sammy Sin of Cox Mill High School. That will be Cox Mill High School with the Greater Metro 4A Conference Tournament Championship this past week. We'll be talking a little bit about that in a little while. And Mr. Randall Clark, the trainer of trainers extraordinaire. We'll be speaking with uh, some of his protégés a little later in the show. So let's just go ahead and get going. Uh, Randall, thoughts as we get going this week. NCHSA playoffs get going. NCISA championships about to be decided. Uh, Thoughts to open us up. Super excited. Uh, I love playoff time. I love this time of year. I think basketball is one of the the best sports for this reason. It's win or go home. No excuses. You just got to get the job done. And uh, obviously, you know, in independent schools, we're, we're down to the final four. And I know a lot of people are excited about the matchups that we have uh, coming up tomorrow. All right. And Miss Sammy Sin, Cox Mill High, super student. That's Cox Mill, uh, conference champion Cox Mill. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a little while. Uh, what's going through your mind right now as we approach playoff time and Cox Mill really going into the uh, state playoffs on a high here? I'm actually really excited. Um, This is like our first year or my first year that I get to like watch a game like this. I'm just so excited and hyped. Everyone's hyped up. And tomorrow we play Archie Cal. I'm kind of nervous to see how that goes. So hopefully it goes well. Well, one of the individuals who will play a major role in how well things go for the Cox Mill Chargers tomorrow is Mr. DJ Boyce. And Miss Sammy Sin had the opportunity to sit down with Mr. Boyce following <clears throat> last week's conference tournament championship over Mooresville. So, uh, Sammy, take it away. What you got? Let's see what she has here. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another interview on Five Moves with Sammy. Today we have DJ Boyce. DJ, can you introduce yourself for us? Um, I'm DJ. I go to Cosmo. I'm in 11th grade and I play shooting guard. DJ, this is your first year at Cosmo High and you guys won conference. How did that feel being new to the team, having such an amazing season? It felt great, you know, to be able to come into um, a school with the running, with already with a winning program and, you know, have a good impact on, you know, keeping the reputation going for the school. As a new member of the Coxville basketball team, was it hard for you to adjust and make new friends? No, it was probably, you know, one of the easiest transitions I've had to make, you know, with the 
the coaches, the team, and the students at the school has been um, a real easy process. You being a senior next year, what's a goal that you want to accomplish for your team by the end of your high school career? Um, one of the main goals I probably wanted to um, accomplish is probably to win a state championship. Do you plan on playing basketball in college and making a career out of it, or is basketball just a hobby for you? Yeah, I definitely want to play in college for sure. Um, you know, basketball has always been a game for me where I can just, you know, get away from everything. So I definitely want to keep going. Okay, DJ, we're going to do a fun basketball career. Are you ready? Okay, number one, what team won the very first NBA game? A, New York Knicks, B, Philadelphia Warriors, C, Toronto Huskies, C, Chicago Stags. New York Knicks. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Good job. Okay, um, number two, what team owns the longest winning streak in NBA history? A, Golden State Warriors, B, Miami Heat, C, Chicago Bulls, D, Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to go with the Lakers. Yeah. You're doing good. You're doing good. We have four questions. Do you think you can get them all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love the confidence. Number three, which player did the Lakers draft twice? A, Jerry West, B, Kebby Bryant, C, Magic Johnson, D, Elgin Baylor. Magic Johnson? No. <laughs> no. You just said you'd get it right. Come on now. No, it's D. Elgin Baylor. <laughs> Last question. Let's see if DJ gets this right. This is an open-ended question, so hopefully you do get it right, but I've got faith in you. So who is the all-time leader in three-pointers made in the NBA? I'm going to go Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Anyways, thank you for coming on. That was a great interview. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Man, I need to ask Sammy start doing the game show for me. I was pretty good there, Sammy, those questions. I like that. You you were stumped around with some of those questions. All first, right. of all, a, first of all, no, she wouldn't because I'm a Laker fan, and obviously I've trained Steph, so those were two for two. You and see, uh, Block, you see him throwing that in, I trained Steph. You, you heard that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, getting, I'm, not getting those, I'm not getting those wrong. A little name dropping. I'm talking about the name dropping. Oh, okay. I didn't – I'm my bad. All right, so we got the Thomas uh, siblings on, on, on here with us, uh, Block and Vaughn. You guys both won conference championships on Friday. Were there any bets in the house about who was going to – because, Block, you won Friday, so did you come back to Vaughn and say you guys better win on Saturday? Were you buying the Chick-fil-A? We knew they were winning. <laughs> how did you know that? <laughs> you got to talk on the show, Block. You talk all the time. Oh, you quiet. I just had faith in them. Oh my gosh! Ter like insane. We asked them to be on TV. She nah, and, and she actually the crazy part is she never stops talking. So I'm so confused at what the problem is now. Like these crazy not. Problem, we we right, haven't right. even got to the hard part yet. All right, all right, all right. I'll okay. I'm on. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Vaughn, what's it like to both of you guys win the championship? That had to be pretty cool to come back Saturday and say I did the same thing you did, sis. No, yeah, it was cool. I mean, the same thing happened last year, though. We we went back to back, so yeah, it's the same. We won last year, and so did the girls too. So, what I want to know is like, who was the best Thomas growing up? Like, who beat up on who on the court? Randall can answer this. Randall can answer this. <laughs> All right, Randall, what's up? 
I mean, Vaughn's not – they're both telling the truth. Vaughn, Vaughn, was, Vaughn was the Thomas for a while, and uh, then a certain somebody went from like six, from like 5'11 to 6'4, and once that happened, uh, the, the balance of power kind of shifted in the household. Vaughn, what, Vaughn, what's it like, though, to see your sister go from kind of just starting to play in middle school to being the top ten player in the whole country right now? I mean, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to see, especially her going on all these visits and, like, seeing, like, how like how much fun she has on the visits. I mean, yeah, it's awesome to see. All right, Vaughn, where should she go to school? Oh, shoot. If you could tell her where to go, right, where would uh, you tell I, her? I really why, and why would you tell her? Oh, no. Wherever she wants. No, no, <laughs> tell me where you think she should go. Hey, well, I personally want to go to Tennessee, so, shoot. Tennessee, because that's where I want to go. Blanca, okay, give me some breaking news, Blanca. Give me the top five right now. <laughs> oh, unreleased. <laughs> unreleased. <laughs> unreleased? Can you give yes. me the conferences they're in? Conferences. I don't even know if I'm being honest. Like, I haven't really, like, narrowed it down to five yet. What are you looking for in a college? Um, personal. I-, I need, like, a coach who's, like, personable and, like, a team who really, like, wants to be together. I'm all about, like, relationships and then just a good atmosphere. Do you want to be far? Does it have to be far away from home? You want it so mom can't go drive and, and take pictures with the coach and take pictures with the coach's dogs? Or you just want to? You caught that, right? <laughs> just want to pictures with Don Staley's dog. <laughs> you know that's Lakes' favorite favorite coach, so he knows everything that happens with, with Coach Staley. That is my favorite coach. Yeah, well, distance doesn't really matter. I mean, as long as it's a good program and, like, I mean, that's not really a deciding factor for me. Yeah. All right, Vaughn, tell me about what, what you guys think is going to happen in the playoffs for the Catholic boys. You know, how far you think you guys can go in the starting the playoffs on Tuesday? I guess it's home yeah. for both of you guys, like back-to-back on Tuesday. So what, what's that going to be like? Yeah, uh, tomorrow we play with Taga. I mean, yeah, I feel pretty confident. I mean, we got a we got a really good group this year, and we had a really good really good season so far. I feel like we could, we could honestly make a deep run this year, sure. Same question, Blocker. Sorry, what? Same question. Oh. <laughs> I'm not having you on TV anymore ever. This is it for you. <laughs> I didn't hear what you they said. Man. You're out. No, you're done. Next year, you're done. Blocker, you know I, that's not true. It's true. What? <laughs> How do you feel you guys going to do in the playoffs? You got to the regional championship game last year. I'm sure, I'm sure you want to go farther. How do you feel you guys are going to do? Yeah, I think especially the game on Friday against Independence, it really showed us like what we can be because we mm-hmm. finally are like clicking and we're playing as a team. So like it's just a matter of keeping that same energy and just playing well together as we keep going through these like rounds. Is there a part of you that just wants to take over and like go get 40 every night? I know that's not kind of your MO, but is there a part of you right now that just says, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go stay down in the post and just score, 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 score. I mean, if that's possible, then yeah, because, I mean, a lot of these teams don't have someone that's 6'5", so I'm kind of, when I have that advantage, it's nice that I can use it, and if our guards are, like, when our guards are passing the ball well, I mean, we play really well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, uh, Randall, you have any questions before we let them beat you up? No, I don't, I don't have any questions for these two today. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm locked in. I'm ready to get to business right now. All right, as you guys know, I'm contractually obligated to play this little theme music. We're gonna get to the game show on the backside. Chelsea will ask the first question. You guys will have the first answer. You can you can take 
10, 15 seconds to communicate amongst yourselves. It's two on one, so I'm not expecting him to win. Right? I'm not either. Okay. Yeah, neither. All right. All right. Let me find his little music. Here we go. I'm Randall Clark. I am not Sam Griner. You will not beat me on the game show. Chelsea. All right. South Carolina was ranked number one in the AP women's poll for the 33rd straight week today. Only two teams have been done better. One was UConn. Only two teams have done better. One was UConn. Name the other. A, Tennessee. B, Louisiana Tech. C, Stanford. Or D, Notre Dame. Thomas Siblings, what is your answer? <laughs> oh, we're going with C. Going with C, Stanford Cardinal. What you got, uh, Randall? I know you, and you expect me to take A right here. And I actually, right. actually, I actually, I actually think it's B, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is the right answer. I was not trying to fool. I was actually. Uh, yes, you don't do that. I was not trying to fool. You. Wait, wait, wait! Before we move on, got a question, Blanca from Karen Bell. What was the difference between your loss to Independence and the win on Friday? Or Saturday? Um, Friday? Yeah, like the two, like our first two losses from them. Yeah. Um, I would say. Our energy was just very different coming into it. I mean, losing to a team twice is not ideal. So, I mean, that third time we just knew we had to come out and, like, be prepared. So, we beat them probably by, like, 18 or 20, I'm pretty sure. All right. Uh, Sammy. Okay. Which is Shazam? Is that how you say it? That's how you say it. You don't know Shazam? No. Which Shazam 2 star also has a regularly – Recurring role on the hit Amazon Prime series Harlem: A. Meg Thee Stallion, B. Megan Good, C. Marta Millans, D. Zachary Levi. Randall. C. Marta Millans. All right. Thomas Siblings. What is your answer? Oh, uh, I think we're gonna go with C. <laughs> no, the answer is B. Megan Good. Dang, I felt like I felt like if Megan Good was on TV, I should have known about that. You guys can watch that show. Harlem is really, really good. It's like a Sex in the City modern time. It's really good. Uh, uh, next question is on Chelsea. This ACC star ranks among the top ten in the nation in total assists. A. Tyree Appleby, Wake Forest. B. Kahai Clark, Virginia. C. Justin Mutz, Virginia Tech. Or D. Isaiah Wong, Miami. Thomas Siblings. All right. <laughs> I think we're going to go D, Isaiah Wong. D, Isaiah Wong. Randall. I'm going B, Kahai Clark. The answer is A, Tyree Appleby. I knew you'd go B, Randall, and I was trying to help the, the, the siblings there. Uh, Karen also says, congratulations to Kathy. She's pretty, still proud of her lady Patriots. She's a, uh, she watches the show pretty faithfully, and she's a big-time Independence fan. Uh, Alex famously gave a hard time on one show back in the football season. Um, let's see. We're on uh, – oh, Thomas Siblings, you're down. You got to you gotta make a rally here. Down by how many? One. You're down, down one. one. Sammy. This ACC women's star ranks among the top ten in the nation in total assists. A, Olivia Miles, Notre Dame. B, Georgia A. Moore. 
Virginia Tech, C. Tony Morgan, Georgia Tech, D. Diamond Johnson, NC State. Randall. D. Diamond Johnson. Diamond Johnson. Thomas Siblings. Rally K. A. Oh, A. Olivia Miles. There you go, Blanca. There you go. We're tied. One to one. Going to hey, the I know my stuff, Going to the last <laughs> yeah, I, I had that was I had a feeling you were gonna know that one. Going into the last question, who was watching TV last night? Chelsea. Boston's Jason Tatum scored fifty-five points in Sunday's NBA All Star Game. Whose scoring record did he break? A. Michael Jordan. B. Stephen Curry. C. Wilt Chamberlain. Or D. Anthony Davis. Thomas Siblings. Oh, we're gonna go C. Wilt Chamberlain. C. Will Chamberlain. Randall. D. Anthony Davis. Randall has come from behind. Oh, actually come from behind. He, he uh, beat you guys. The brow. That, that is the correct answer. I did not think that. You thought I was going to take Steph Curry. I know. Bro, we got, hey. we got, we got, coach, we got coach, coach Carl and Dixon from Miami. Hold on. Hold on, before we get to coach Dixon, hold on. Before we get to Coach Dixon. Before we get to Coach Dixon. No, that's why I said you know the answer. The answer. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. Did you know the answer, Coach? I, I didn't see the question. Hold on. She didn't see the question. Let me find it again. <laughs> I, I'm just – Randall has to stop winning these things. That's the question. What's your answer, Coach? Oh. That's not a good response. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She that that means she doesn't know. <laughs> this, it was, it was answer, D. Anthony Davis. The answer is A. D. But Thomas Siblings, thanks for coming on. Good luck to you guys uh, in the playoffs, Coach Dixon. We're gonna be right back to you. But before we do all that, we got to find out who Randall picked as his rock stars. And Blocker, I think you made the list. Vaughn, lunch on you this week. Welcome back. I'm Randall Clark here for another one. Randall's rock stars. We're going to start off with a name that we've seen week after week. Kirsten Lewis Williams from Lake Norman this week, 24 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists, five steals. And the semifinals followed up with a 21 point performance where she added 11 rebounds and eight assists in the finals on Friday night. Next on our list, the one and only Blanca Shaq Thomas from Charlotte Catholic. She had 25 points, six rebounds, four blocks, three assists in the Southwestern 4A championship game on Friday versus Independence. Next on our list, Cassidy Geddes from Newton Conover. Cassidy had 34 points in a 58-45 victory over East Burke this week. Maggie Hope is next on our list from South Met. She had 22 points coming on six three-pointers in the South Met championship versus Myers Park Friday night. And last but not least, our rock star of the week, who I actually got to see play in person Friday night versus North Mech, Miss L Stone from Mallet Creek. L had Hello. 20 points. How you doing, L? Let me I'm let me get you, let me get you, let me get, let me give you your, your flowers first and then and then we can get started. L had 20 points, six steals, five rebounds in the Queen City semifinals, followed up with a 30-point performance <laughs> with that where she added five rebounds and four assists Friday night versus North Mech. L, thank you for joining us this morning. How are you? Of course. I love it. I love it. Well, L, obviously, um, you know, a big night for you, 30 points. And, uh, you know, this is your third time playing North Mech this season. 
what was different about Friday night, you know, on the court and also from like you guys game plan coming into the coming into Friday? Honestly, thinking how we lost to them twice when my team knowing we should have beat them from the first time we played them. And so having that fuel in us and being on each other during practice and practicing hard with each other, preparing for North. And then even on the bus ride, everybody was everybody was really in locked in. Once we got to school, basically throughout the whole week, everyone was locked in and knowing that this would be our last game to play against them. And we want to send our seniors out beating North Neck. So I, I'll, you- tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell you this about that game Friday. When I walked in the gym and I saw you guys, I didn't see nerves. There was definitely a confidence there that you guys felt like you sh- you can beat them. Yes. And you could tell right from the jump, right from the jump ball, like, that was you guys, you know, mindset and you guys got the lead early. And yes. like, you know, I would, you know, I think everyone was waiting for North Mech to make this run. And you yes. guys just kept adding on, adding on, adding on. And as that lead grew, so did you guys confidence. And that was fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, I want to talk to you a little bit about your transition. Obviously you're coming from California. Yes. You moved to North Carolina. Can you talk to us about, you know, what that transition was like for you? Honestly, it was hard at first. Cause I don't know anybody new from California, but I feel like it's starting to get easier being with my team and making new friends. And I would say the basketball culture is a lot more faster. (laughs) Girls are bigger and stronger. And I feel like that's what I needed because out in California, don't, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's really good out there, but out here is just something different, something that you've never really seen before. Right. All right. So, so the big question: Your dad coaches at Harding. You play at Mallard Creek. Yeah. Who, who are we pulling for next year? I'm Mallard Creek. Mallard Creek. No hesitation there. No hesitation. Go, 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 go with the school. I, I love it. I love it. Um, my last question for you, L, before I let you go: mm-hmm. uh, Is there a player in the, either the collegiate or the WNBA who you watch and say, you know, I want my game to to model this person? Um. Well, she used to play. She's like my big sister now. Her name is Keone Albanez. She played overseas. And just her mentoring me has helped me a lot because she's very competitive. She's She has a mindset where if she doesn't get this done, she won't sleep. And it's like she's on herself all the time. She's hardworking. And she's, a, she's an amazing woman. And just like seeing her on the court, it's it's scary. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, L, I truly appreciate you taking time this this morning to come and talk to us. Great, great job Friday night. I really enjoy watching you play. Thank and you. I'm definitely going to see you again uh, this season. Um, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. And if you would like to be one of Randall's rock stars, make sure you reach out to me on social media at the one RC on Instagram and Twitter. We will see you next week. All right, and here we go. And before we move into our traditional ladies' night, I will say once again that uh, that ladies' night is an inappropriate moniker. As we saw last week, ladies' week is what we saw. And we're going to see ladies' week again this week. And uh, one of the reasons for ladies' week last week uh, is with us right here. Mallow Creek coach Carlin Dixon, who just extended the great celebration of 
Charlotte Mecklenburg women's basketball last week and leading Mallard Creek to a Queen City 3A 4A conference championship and a big win over North Mecklenburg. So, uh, Coach Dixon, welcome. And I guess we'll start. Uh, glad to have you back. Uh, you joined us last season. Uh, how special is it to be in this position this year and particularly everything that uh, the, the tough end to last season? Which, which we don't wish on anybody, but then to persevere into this season through a competitive regular season and for everything to come to fruition last night, that not last night, I'm sorry, last Friday, but everything coming together, getting you to this point, what's going through your mind right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just really excited. I think that we got, um, especially the girls who, who were, were with us, with us last year, um, you know, it really was heartbreaking to have to make that decision, um, you know, to, to, to not go to state state playoffs, um, you know, but that, that was the hand we were dealt and, and you know, had to deal with it. But, you know, it's just super exciting. You know, this is my first time as a head coach going to state playoffs. Um, you know, I, I was the JV coach previously at, at Mallory Creek, and so I have um, you know, the winning culture to go to two final fours during so, um, so I'm just, I'm just really, really excited. I'm not taking. I've been telling everyone, and so um, you know, just just great for every, every moment that you have um, to step out there on the floor. All right, someone who's been at a lot of those big moments, Gary Richmond. Let's hear from the coach. Hey, Coach Dixon, how you doing tonight? How are you? What's it like to have two guys on your bench? <laughs> I mean, Coach uh, C.J. Johnson and Kerry Sargent, um, who are, are almost famous. You know, yeah. they're in the AAU Hall of Fame. They won numerous titles at Mallet Creek and other places. What's it like having them on your bench? And And what is it? that they say to you during the games um, that that you listen to? Yeah, I mean, it, it is an amazing experience having having them both. Um, you know, we joke with them because uh, it's like their banter is hilarious. Um, if you're ever around them, um, we joke how they, they need a reality TV show. So it's, it's super funny. But the basketball knowledge is um, it is vast. Um, so – you know, I soaked up a lot from them previously, and um, I'm soaking up even more now. So it's just been an incredible experience. Um, and I think something that's kind of underrated is that if you know Coach Sargent, you know that he remembers every detail from every game, every stat, every uh, final score, all of that. And so I think that for us, you know, there's nobody that's on this current team that experienced or was around when Mallet Creek was Mallet Creek, you know. Um, and so having somebody be able to really break that down for those ladies um, has been so important. Um, and so being able to tell them, like, hey, you know, you guys are part of something that's very special and has been special for a while. And so, um, you know, you, you got to cherish it and you got to live, live up to it. Um, and, and CJ, um, just his passion 
before the game, um, you know, everybody can feel it during the games, uh, during practice, you know, um, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. And I listen to everything that they say. <laughs> you, you know? I, I, I noticed, you know, it, in games where uh, y'all have it pretty, pretty much in hand, coach CJ will be passing out water and yeah. things like that. But Friday night, I saw him get in the huddle a couple of times and do the famous CJ clap. How do your girls respond to the to that CJ clap? Oh, they respond, they respond well. Um, they know that everybody's there to help them. Um, so listen. So um, it's a very good good squad to have as far as our coaching staff. Um, you know, and I can't forget Coach Audrey is doing an amazing job as well. Um, she runs all of our social media. Um, she's super in tune with the girls doing extra shooting for an after practice and stuff like that. So we just I mean our, our staff is 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 amazing. Um and I'm just I'm excited. I'm super grateful to have have them um with me, you know, on this journey. Coach Dixon, um, congratulations Friday night. I thoroughly enjoy watching you guys play. And we were talking, um, you know, just about how how great of a job you did Friday night. Um, but I wanted to say, like, I think you get to that point in last year where the season ends and you're looking towards the next season and you're figuring out pieces. And all of a sudden you get this kid from California who moves into your school what was it like at the very beginning, you know, whether it be summer workouts or preseason when, when you first saw L and, you know, just talk about that and, and how it kind of changed how you saw your team's trajectory early on. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this in there as well. Um, you know, little sister jazz is not, not, not <laughs> played with. I promise you that she had her display Friday. She is out of this world too. And so, you know, um, the both of them are very, very sweet girls, honestly. Um, they're super nice and they're amazing teammates. And so they they fit right into everything that, you know, we were already doing and, and our vision and um, you know, they they work hard, you know, there's no um there's no like, you know, oh, I I know I'm good and I you know, there's none of that at all. And and you never know what, what you're going to get sometimes. Um, you know, you have a really good player. You, it can come with, you know, a lot of drama as well. But it has honestly been, you know, super easy with them. Um, and so they're, they're, they're a joy, honestly. They're, they're a joy. And, um, you know, I, I mean, it's nothing else. They're, they're great on and off the court. That's awesome. And thank you so much, Coach Dixon. Congratulations on last week's conference tournament championship and best wishes going into this week. So now here we are into the games of this week, this Tuesday, the first ladies night of this ladies week once again. All right, so let's take it away right here with some of these games and we jump in. We got uh, NCHSAA and NCISAA games. Let's start with those uh, NCISAA semifinals at the at the bottom. Uh, Randall, start us off. I mean, it, everything's lining up the way we expected it to. I'm I still got Providence Day and Cannon on a collision course uh, come to come the weekend. All right, and uh, let's go to 
<clears throat> Let's go to Gary. Uh, this Mallard Creek uh, West Cabarrus game right here. I, I think it'll be interesting for about a half. Uh, I think Mallard Creek's height will bother West Cabarrus. Uh, West West Cabarrus is very good at the guard position, um, you know. But for for most of the first round and the girls, I see it going chalk. Um, my prediction is Mallet Creek is going to upset like Norman. You heard it here first. You heard it here first in the presence of Mallet Creek coach Carlin Dixon. <laughs> Gary Richmond has spoken. Mark it down, everybody. Uh, moving east, uh, let's talk a little bit about a Raleigh matchup here. Two great state championship programs of the past, Millbrook and Broughton going at it. Uh, Chelsea, what can you tell us? Um, I think this is a great first-round matchup. Two teams that were formerly in the same conference now going at it against each other. Um, I know they played in non-conference. I think Millbrook walked away with a win. But I think Braun will absolutely have a good fight this first round. Uh, they have a junior who was just named a cap six player of the conference. So I think having that momentum will help. But overall, I think I have Millbrook for the girls. All right, so Coach Dixon, being a part of the first ladies' night of this ladies' week, the latest ladies' week, and and your first ladies' night in state playoff competition, uh, what's going through your mind? Any any nerves or just relaxed boys going with the flow? Uh, this time tomorrow night, it will be done. So uh, what's going through your mind less than 24 hours away? Uh, well, Sounds good. Uh, thank you so much, Coach, as always. And uh, to conclude right here, uh, let's go to Cam. Uh, anything else that jumps out at you as uh, go through uh, the rundown of some key games that you see? Yeah, this was uh, the Mallory creek West Cabarrus game was actually on my list. Um, I mean, you could just stop at L Stone. I mean, she's been playing outstanding for Mallory Creek. But, I mean, the Wolverines won't go down without a fight. I really don't think so. I mean, Rayana Menard, um, the Wolverines kind of go as she goes. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the guard play of West and how they match up with Mallard Creek. Uh, Gary thinks it'll be close for a half. I think it might be close for maybe three, three and a half quarters. I mean, this is probably my top game of the week. Um, I think it'll be a very uh, good game. But then I look at uh, my next game, Hickory Ridge and East Forsyth. Um, both teams coming off losses, uh, so it's clear both teams are going to be hungry. But I think Coach Jupiter will have his squad ready at uh, Hickory Ridge. Uh, I think they're a little bit more battle-tested. Um haven't played Lake Norman a few times, haven't played Charlotte Catholic, one-on-one prep, West Cabarrus, and teams of that sort. Um, my third game, Triton versus uh, J.H. Rose. For J.H. Rose, uh, Karma May leads her team in all three major statistical categories with um, a little over 16.5 points, 12.4 rebounds, and 3.3 assists per game. Uh, she's only a 5'10 senior, but she really does it all for her team. Um, the reason, the primary reason I picked this matchup is this 
the contrast in play because for Triton, uh, they're going to beat you with speed. Um, they've got two guards averaging both around 14 points per game. Um, so it's going to be all about who can control the tempo. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My last game is Ashbrook versus Lake Norman Charter. Uh, these two both come in averaging just uh, 1.3 total points apart from one another as far as total points per game. Uh, Lake Norman Charter is definitely not a slouch. They came out of the SPC conference, who uh, actually has the top overall seed in 3A in West Rowan. So I think um, all four of these matchups are going to be really good first-round games. All right, sounds good right there. And uh, before we conclude this segment right here, I'll throw this out to anybody. So we've talked about some teams to highlight in the, on this Tuesday night, but just looking out a little ways, any sleeper teams that anyone wants to mention as things being aligned possibly for someone to slip into the regional that might be under the radar? Anybody jump in? I'm going to say – that even though um, L. Stone didn't think they're going to play North Mac again, they're going to see each other again. <laughs> and that's going to be up in the regionals. Uh, I got Mallet Creek upsetting a couple of teams, Lake Norman and Independence. And uh, they're going to be my surprise pick to make it to the to the Final Four. I love, I, I love how the brackets turned out. Uh, I think, you know, last year on the boys' side, uh, when the brackets came out, I told everybody Myers Park was going to be a team that was going to make a run just based on who they had to play. I think Charlotte Catholic ends up being that on the girls' side this year. Uh, I think they have some favorable matchups. Uh, Mallard Creek, North Mech, Independence, Lake Norman, all at the top half of the bracket. Uh, so I think Charlotte Catholic, if they take care of business the way they took care of business on Friday night, could could definitely be one of those sleeper teams to, to you know move on in advance to the regional finals. Cam I tell you, another team that, that people are sleeping on is South Mac. South Mac is a very balanced team, a good guard play, good post play, good play on the wing, and they're well coached. Because any team that can beat Barbara Nelson three times in one season, they got to be good, and South Mac is good. Cam, Chelsea, anything? Um, yeah, I uh... I like that Charlotte Catholic Watauga potential matchup. Um, Kate Sears at Watauga, obviously Blanca Thomas at Charlotte Catholic. That could be really, really interesting. Um, don't you know? Don't sleep on like you mentioned Barbara Nelson's Myers Park team. That I mean, they can make a run. Independence, obviously Coach Galvani. She's a you know, great, great up and coming coach. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good teams in four A. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it right there. I'd like to thank Coach Carlin Dixon for joining us here. Coach, best wishes tomorrow night and what will be a wonderful opportunity for you as a coach and a wonderful opportunity for your young ladies, student athletes. So best wishes there and uh, best wishes, uh, particularly in light of the uh, great predictions that we've heard here tonight. So it looks like some good things are going to be ahead for the Mavericks, as uh, we just heard from this panel right here. So, uh, that being said, and we look in the upper left corner right here, first on the screen is Chelsea because it is Chelsea's world and we're just happy to be living in it. So without further ado, roll.
on Chelsea's World, I have class of 2023 senior Kyler Harris from Porter Ridge Basketball. So, Kyler, you guys recently just finished up the regular season. Tell us how that season went. The season didn't go as planned. Well, the regular season didn't. Um, went pretty rough through the uh, beginning and end. Um, just rebuilding. Um, we're, we was a very young team and very a lot of young players and new players. So, yeah, it went pretty rough. And um, there are a lot of close games this this season. Looking at the scores, if there was one game you could go back and revisit, which game would that be? I would definitely say the Butler game. But we did we did everything that we were supposed to do. Um, it's just they was just scoring more and just executing their plays and stuff more. And um, it just came down to the last shot. And it was a it was a fun game. The atmosphere was great. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say Butler. Absolutely. That sounds like a good one to run again. And, Kyler, how did you first get introduced to basketball, and when did you really fall in love with the sport? Um, I was first introduced when I was three years old uh, by my grandpa. basically taught me everything and showed me the game, showed me the ropes. Uh, I used to watch him play all the time, him and my dad and my uncle. And I always wanted to play with them, so, like, I had to get better. So they just pushed me more just to get better and just so I could just play with them, basically. So, yeah. Absolutely. And speaking about how you play, Kyler, you're putting up amazing statistics this season, but you are an unsigned senior. Do you have a message to anyone who's looking at you for recruiting? I'm ready. I'm ready for the next level. Um, I've been ready since – Forever since the season started, since my senior season started. Um, so I say I'm ready. Absolutely. And Kyler, I know you mentioned you guys have a lot of young and new guys on the team. What is some advice you would give to them as they continue playing basketball in high school? Um, stick with the process. It, it always doesn't seem like it's for you or – Nah, nah, nah. It, it, just stick with the process. Just like follow what coach has for you and everything will just pan out. Absolutely. I like that. And speaking of advice, what's one life lesson or takeaway that you got from your high school basketball career? Um, To use your voice and your voice matters and your opinion matters on anything in life, whereas on, on the court or off the court. Absolutely. I like that. And finally, Kyler, what's one game this season that you think really best rec best reflected your program? I have to say the um the Piedmont game, but the uh last game we played against Piedmont. because uh, it showed how like how good we could we could have been or how how much we could have worked more on like stuff. And yeah. Absolutely. Well, congrats on your regular season and the statistics you've been putting up. Look like an amazing player out there. And thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you. All right. I don't have Sam Griner on here, but Chelsea, tell people how they can get down with Chelsea's World. If you want to be featured on Chelsea's World, my Twitter and Instagram are at Chelsea Sipple. Hit my DM and we can set up a Zoom call.
There we go. Hit her DMs, guys. You get in the News Observer, Charlotte Observer. You can be anywhere in the state of North Carolina get on Chelsea's World. You don't have to be Justin Best Charlotte. Coverage. You don't have to be Justin. Best coverage around. You can you can be on it. All right, we got the guru, Rick Lewis. You've been waiting in the back. What do you think about Kyla Harris, one of the leading scorers in the state of North Carolina, Coach Lewis? Well, the surprising thing is he's having an outstanding year, and, and it's it goes back to one of the things that we were having a tough time with a lot of unsigned seniors. He's a player that – should be getting a lot more interest in what he is. And, um, you know, I wish the best for the young man, but he's a guy that's um, really come on this year. Um, 25 points a game. Uh, he can score from all three levels. He's athletic and he can take it to the rim. And as you saw in those highlights, doesn't mind throwing it down a time or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was very impressed with those highlights. Yeah. He was quick, he, especially going to the right, getting to that right hand. He's something else. Coach Lewis, you combed through the state to find the best games. I actually got the NISC, whatever that thing is. I got the private one right on this graphic, Alex. I didn't do good on that. <laughs> but, well, Rick, uh, tell us about the big games this week. Well, I think we'll start off with Audrey Kale, 16-11, going up against Cox Mill, 19-8. I think this is one of the best first-round matchups in the state. You got Mike Kraft. And the thing about Audrey Kale, they lost three of their top scorers last year. They sort of overachieved this year, in my opinion. They're led by Brock Rose, Delaney Hammonds, and Caden Kasky. For Cox Mill, they're finally starting to put it together. They had a lot of early season injuries. Um, Langston Boyd came back right after Christmas. Um, it took them a little bit of time to gel and develop that chemistry. But they won nine of their last ten games. I think the turning point in their season was in the Greater Metro um, semifinals tournament championship they were trailing hickory ridge by six with a little over a minute to go they they rallied and beat them and then of course morris will upset uh, lake norman and cox mill won the um, conference championship so i think this is going to be a a really intriguing game you know cox mills led by langston boy dj boyce and also sean dunn i think the lean goes to the home team i think cox mill will come away with the win but it should be a nail biter um you got two well coach teams, and I just think right now Cox Mill has a little bit more athleticism and talent. Tell me about um, that Weddington-Lake Norman game. Lake Norman, um, you know, Lake Norman, you know, they're going up against Weddington. They've won back-to-back -back state champions at the 3A and the 4A. Lake Norman is one to be where Weddington has been. Um, you know, if you look at Lake Norman's roster, they're led by senior Cole Callaway, but they're really a team of youth. They really have three super sophomores. We've talked about 6'9", Trent Steinauer, 6'5", Trey McKinnon. You got the six-foot Josh Yates and a freshman Nick Arnold. It's going to be at Lake Norman, and I'm sure it's going to be a capacity crowd. And I'm looking for Lake Norman to advance in the state playoffs. Now, during the football season, Gary, you remember we talked a lot about East Forsyth and their stud quarterback. It looks like the basketball team's not doing too bad. 20-win team, Rick, got uh, three wins in a row. Can Butler go up there and beat them? I really do. I, I think they can go up there and grab the upset. You know, Butler's played a tougher schedule. If you look at the likes of what they played in the Southwestern 4A, going up against the likes of Charlotte Catholic, Independence, and also East Mech, and if you look at the state rankings um, on Max Prep, you know, Charlotte Catholic and East Mac is high on the list. Uh, they've gone on the road. They've won a few quality games this season. They're led by Zion McDuffie and also complimented by Bryce Heath and also Tyler Showalter. And I'm expecting Butler to do up, go up there and um, get the upset win tonight. Wow. Um, and Gary, your team, Hickory Ridge, going to play Chambers. What do you think about that? Going to play one of the best teams in the Queen City. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. It, 
Chambers is so athletic. Um, they're so deep, and they almost play like positionless basketball. So they mm -hmm. have guys that can put it on the floor as well as post up, play on the perimeter. And I just think they may be a little bit too athletic for Hickory Ridge. And then on top of it, I'm pretty sure they got a little chip on their shoulder from how they played against North Mac Friday night. So they'll be looking to get back on a winning streak. So uh, I really don't think that game's going to be close. Randall, if I told you, if I made this statement, would you agree with it? If Chambers can find a way to score consistently, they can go all the way to the NC State. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think when you talk about what you have to have to be a championship team, you have to have good inside play, check. You have to have players that can play on the wing offensively, check. You got to be able to guard on the wing, check. And you got to have somebody that can can run the show, check. And the thing about Chambers is they've been through it. They played a tough schedule. They've played against North Mac. They played against Myers Park. They're not going to be scared of anybody. So to answer your question, yes, they could. All right. I didn't have my best. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say one of the notes that I had as far as in this particular game. First of all, I think we should congratulate David Broom for a first-year coach at Hickory Ridge. Yes. done an outstanding job. Yes. I think the main thing, and you hit the nail on the head, Langston, is consistency. You know, the thing about Chambers, they really compete and they play really, really hard but they've missed some crucial foul shots in the games they've lost down the stretch. And also their perimeter shooting sort of goes AWOL as well. And I think for them, they got to have a consistent game from start to finish. No, I agree with that. I did not have my best graphic day today. I, I was, I'm supposed to say Ragsdale with the Nets. I'm struggling with my graphics today. Uh, Ragsdale, uh, Coach Lewis, Kobe Parker, 13 points a game, and K.J. Burke, 12 points a game, nobody else more than 8.4. They're going to have enough offense to deal with East Mac with Jordan Neville coming in shoot from half court? I think the the key for East Met, of course, they're led by um, Jordan Neville and also Jonah Lawrence. Both of them are scoring over 20 points a game. If Jordan Neville is on and hitting his shots at a consistent level, they're Coach, going to be Coach, you shoot 50% from three. He's always on. Yeah, I was I was about to say the same thing. Like, when has Jordan Neville been off all season? I must have missed that game. You shoot like 48% from three, no lie. He's always exactly. on. Exactly. Well, Go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. They, they – they, they, um, he didn't have the um, very best game against, um, I think it was Catholic at home. But um, but what I'm saying is, is if he's hitting his shots, they're going to be hard to beat. I do think East Mech is the best team in the state that's playing a road game. Wow. All right. The, the next game, Southeast Guilford, another team with only one double-figure score, Tracy Moffitt, 11.3, going in to play Olympic, which is really good defensively. Probably a little angry about their last couple of games. What do you see in that game, Coach Lewis? Well, I've seen Southeastern Guilford earlier this year. They're young. Their top four scores are underclassmen. Um, they played Mallard Creek um, at one of our events at Chambers, and they lost by one. I think this is Olympics game. I think, you know, Jeff Bishop will have them primed for this particular game. And also Cameron Taylor's just had an awesome year. I think it's his time to shine in the playoffs. He's never played in the playoffs. So, you know, he's averaging 18 points a game and almost 10 rebounds a game. I look for Olympic to win this very easily. West Charlotte has lost five in a row, Rick. Uh, can they, I know the speed limit's about to slow down because they're going yep. to 3A. Well, but. West Charlotte is the best sub-500 team in the state of North Carolina. But Ooh. when you're a 3A team and you have to go up in the play of 4A division with the powerhouse of North Mech and Chambers, that's right there, four easy losses, you know, those two teams because they've been ranked in the top 
top five to six in the 4A all season long. And then you don't really get a reprieve because you're scoring up against Hopewell and also um, Huff. And I do think Huff is going to be one of the surprise teams as well. Um, But I think West Charlotte, you know, I don't know much about Franklin, but I do think what Jacoby Davis has to ingrain into his players is no matter what the season's been so far, everybody going in this game is zero and zero. I don't think there's too many 3A teams that have the size of West Charlotte and the guard play of West Charlotte is a combination. Uh, the speed limit's going to slow down. Yeah. And I think they're going to – I don't know if they can make a run like last year, but I do think they're going to make a run. That, if you guys talk about sleeper teams. I'm going to come up with that question for everybody in a second. West Charlotte would be my sleeper team moving on. I, I, would, I would agree with you. I think you hit the nail on the head. And then the last in the public school game is Patton going up against J.M. Robinson. You know, I think J.M. Robinson, and I'll, I'll be guilty of it as well, they're a team we completely forgot about. Um, you know, they're the defending 2 way state champions. No, they're, they're good. 20, they're 20 and six. And yeah. if you look at their losses, and I went through and looked, they've lost to Carmel, which was a very good game. They lost yeah. to Concord Academy by three points. They lost yeah. to United Faith. They've lost to top-ranked teams, and they're just a 2A team. You're going to see them probably matched up against Reedsville probably about two two games into the playoffs, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a dandy. Yeah, Alex makes a comment in the group chat that uh, Northwood has the size of West Charlotte, and I was Alex, I was just pointing out to get there, <laughs> to maybe play a central comparison in the regionals to get to a championship game. I'm not saying nobody, but I just think the teams are going to play along the way. Uh, even Central Cabarrus doesn't have the size of West Charlotte. Gar plays about the same, but the size is definitely different. Randall, uh, tell me about the Providence School semifinals. Ravenscroft got a big upset going to play Christ School. Providence Day got a big upset going to play Carmel Christian. I told you guys last week on this show, Providence Day would be in the semifinals. Tomorrow night, here we are, Providence Day in the semifinals versus Carmel Christian. It's going to be a packed house. It's going to be an excited game. I'm super excited for that one. Uh, I actually, you know, I coach little ones. So we moved practice up tomorrow night to make sure that I couldn't miss that game. Wait, you're uh, going to be at Carmel Christian tomorrow and not? Oh, yeah. Yes, no question. There is no question, no doubt about it. I will be at Carmel Christian tomorrow. And it, it's not a secret. Everyone everyone knows there will be no complaints tomorrow. <laughs> I, I'm not going anywhere else. I will be at Carmel Christian for that game. And uh, – you Providence they had a four-game losing streak, a five-game losing streak this season, and now they have a chance to go to their first state final since 2016. Uh, Alex, Ravenscroft High School, does it surprise you the Ravens are in the semifinals? Absolutely not. That's Billerman ball at its very best. Kevin Billerman is one of the state's dandiest, most accomplished teachers of the game. That's not a surprise at all. You get in a situation where a lot of people overlook the fact that Ravenscroft, long before this season, we can harken back to the days before Ryan Kelly was a McDonald's All-American out of Ravenscroft. That's that's Ryan Kelly, who is the son of Ravenscroft head of school, Doreen Kelly, who's celebrating her 20th (laughs) anniversary as Ravenscroft head of school this year. But it like to harken back to the days long before then, Ravenscroft Cross student athletes under Coach Billerman have been known for coming in and getting their morning shoot arounds in early before school for many, many years. So the fact that Ravenscroft could hit seven straight shots to build that 10-point lead after the first quarter, and then their team 
locked in defensively the rest of the way. The game never was close. Was I surprised by it? Absolutely not. It shows what happens when you have the on-court leadership of someone who is committed to teaching the game and putting his players in the best tactical and technical positions to do what is necessary to win and achieve as a team, if only everyone did that. Rick, what do you think about Christ School? Because they haven't really been tested a lot this season. They won their quarterfinal by a lot against Country Day. Um, are they legitimate contender to, to come out of this thing on Saturday with the title? Well, if, if you look at their starting lineup, they may have probably the best starting five in the state of North Carolina. Yep. Uh, they have two players that are seniors, one going to Longwood, the other mm-hmm. one's going to Florida Atlantic. You got a junior that's already committed to Wake Forest. You got another player that's also going to be a collegiate level. All five of their players off the starting lineup are all Division I players. Mm. Now, the, the, the thing about Ravenscroft that I was surprised Ravenscroft beat Cannon. Um, Alex, I will be honest with you, that was a shock to me. The, the reason for it is Ravenscroft has an ironclad five. They basically only play five players. Um, they they bring one guy off the bench and he may get five minutes a game, which is remarkable. I think the key is Ravenscroft is a type of team, and they're going to be like Providence Day. They like to slow the tempo down. Mm-hmm. They're going to spread you out. They're going to run their stuff, and they're going to execute. And if they're executing and scoring, and if the other team, whether it's going to be Carmel against Providence Day or High School versus Ravenscroft, if they're not shooting at a high percentage, you know, it could be a very close game. And I go back to a couple years ago when Carmel was playing uh, Cape Fear Christian. Um, and Cape Fear Christian was a, a lot like Providence Day. They're very methodical on offense. They're going to slow it down. They're going to spread you out. And they're going to run their stuff. So for Carmel, the key is with their defensive pressure with Wirtz, Cash, and Mustaf. They're going to have to put a lot of ball pressure on and turn them over and force the tempo. If it's a game in the 40s, it's going to be nerve-wracking for Carmel fans. But if it's in the 60s, I think Carmel goes away with an easy win. And the same thing can be said for Christ School over Ravenscroft. Randall, give me your picks, semis, and finals. I agree 100% with Coach Rick. I'm going Carmel Christian Christ School Saturday. Who's going to win Saturday? Give me Carmel Christian. I could never bet against Joe Badger once he gets there. You know that. All right. All right. All right, uh, let's take a look around the state real quick, and I want you guys to tell me, um, and I'll, I'll come to Gary first since this is his idea. Who are your sleepers, Gary? Um, well, I, I kind of gave it away earlier. Mallet Creek is my sleeper. Well, you're down in 4A. Let me get down to 4A. Okay, Mallet Creek's your sleeper. That's my sleeper team um, for the tournament. And the boys? We're talking boys. Oh, you wanted the boys? We're talking boys now. Uh, okay, uh, and the boys, I don't have a sleeper team. I think it's going to be chalk. Chalk on the boys. All right, Cameron, boys, who's your sleeper? Oh, man, I hadn't even thought this much. Um, I see. I'll, give, I'll, go, I'll help everybody. I'll give everybody else a chance to take their time and think about who their sleeper is. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going West Charlotte. I think they've been battle-tested. Yeah, scroll up to 3A. I'm sorry. I'm going West Charlotte. They're battle tested. I can't even find it. Where's Rochelle? I was trying to highlight it. They've been here before. Right there. There They've been here before. This is not their first rodeo. I think, I think it's and it's I think it's that time. I think Rochelle can play Hunter Huss in the third round. Yep. 
maybe. Yep. And then, uh, then maybe a Hickory. I could see them making a run. I could see that. They're not gonna have. They're not gonna have to face. You know, Nick Dorn. They're not gonna have to face uh, Isaiah Evans. This, this they are they are set up where they could make a, a run here and make some noise uh, over in the three eight. Okay. Thanks. Right. I think you said it best earlier about West Charlotte. It's it's going to get ready to slow down a lot. Oh, people slow down a lot. Chelsea, I know you're going to talk about the East, but tell me who your sleeper is. I, I, I'm sure you're going to say four, so I'm going to scroll down to four. Who, who's your sleeper, Chelsea? Um, I don't really have a sleeper. I think I think Broughton can make it further than normally expected just because seeing their wins towards the end of this conference – and I think that comes from a lot of help from the non-conference. Ooh, Alex, how about a Alex? How about a Broughton Cardinal Gibbons second round game? I'd like that. That would be a good matchup right there. Particularly, you look at the last couple of games, Cardinal Gibbons, which ran the backside of the five game. Uh, Five-game conference slate, second half of play. Yeah. Uh, swept all five of those. Uh, congratulations to Crusaders coach Brent Nolan, who is an alumnus of the school and leading his school to its first 4A regular season conference championship. And Cardinal Gibbons won that conference tournament last year, brought and got it done this year. So a great dynamic right there. And it'll be a great opportunity for both of those teams. Both have tough first-round games they got to get by first. All right, Cam, you had a little bit of time to think. Who's your sleeper? All right, I'll give you a few. Um, all right. What class are you going if I can scroll to? Right four, I'll start 4A, and then I'll go right. on 3A just a smidge. All right, uh, Chambers. Chambers. Uh, Chambers another, in four. Let me find Chambers so I can highlight for people. I know there's a thousand teams. They're there. impressive. How is Chambers going to be a sleeper? Well, I mean, they're, they're, as far as the seating is concerned. They're yeah, okay. I, I want to say East Meg just – but, I mean, they got Myers Park in the second round, and that – I don't see anybody beating Myers Park unless it's going to be North Mecca or Chambers. But, um, I mean, maybe Audrey Kill can make a little push or Olympic can make a little push. I think that's a terrible draw for Charlotte Catholic to have to play Olympic in the second round. Yeah. But then, as far as 3A concerned, uh, Coach Baker is probably going to hate me for this, but I don't see anybody in 3A coming within 10 points of Central Cabarrus. That team is so freaking talented. They will turn you over 20 to 30 times a game. Uh, that that's Central Cabarrus' uh, title to lose. Rick, is there a team – is there a game in there that could be a nail-biter for Central Cabarrus? They're going to love to play a North Lincoln uh, – North, North North Henderson winner and maybe a Southern Guilford down the road, maybe even a South Point, which has been hot down the road. Is there any of those teams give them a problem? Those teams aren't going to know what hit them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rick, who, who's going to the regionals to play such a good Who's going to play them in the regional championship game? I think West Charlotte could play them in the in the um, finals. Wow, wow, West Charlotte. You know the game, the game, the game we talked about. The game we did not talk about in four A. Talk about second round matchups that'll be interesting. I got Huff Mount Tabor as an interesting matchup yeah. in the second round if they can both win. I think Huff obviously come out of Queen City. They've been challenged. They've played. They've seen a lot. No, speed up not, slow down for Huff, too. The speed yeah, I'm not so sure Mount Tabor has seen the same level of competition as Huff has. No. I think that but, one could but, be. Is that game at Mount Tabor? That game is at Mount Tabor. 
one of the five toughest places in North Carolina. Uh, and that and that was and that was my last point is that but going to Mount Tabor is not an easy pass. All those fans, that's a different, that's a different atmosphere. Uh, 100% it's a totally I've different seen a lot of Mecklenburg County dreams go to die in Mount Tabor. Andy Muse, I think his son or his cousin, his uncle, some other music is coaching there, but Andy Muse is coaching there, and it, it was hard to win up there, man. All right, let's move on. It's time for Rick's picks to find out who we picked. This is Boys High School Players of the Week. And welcome back. We are here. Looks like we're both on special location today, but we are not going to miss Rick's picks. Coach Rick, how are we doing this morning? Doing well, thank you. Hope you're doing good. I am, I am. Well, we had a big week, conference championship weeks, one of my favorite weeks of the year. And uh, who we got this week? Well, we're going to start off with um, 6'2", junior Ryan Lewis of Charlotte Catholic. He had 23 points and was MVP of the conference tournament. I, you know, for the year, I think Charlotte Catholic finished like 19-5. Um, and five. They won the regular season um, see, regular season championship and also the conference um, tourney championship. So hats off to Ryan Lewis and Charlotte Catholic. He had a big game against East Mech for the championship. Next up, we have Trey Maxwell, um, 6'3", junior at North Mech, 23 points. But more importantly, he had five three-pointers in the first half against Chambers in the Queen City Conference Championship. And I think those five big three-pointers was what really put North Mech in command. They had a big lead, um, although Chambers made a comeback. It was a big enough lead to hold on, and North Mech wins the Conference Tournament Championship. Next up, we have a young man out of um, Salisbury champion Hayden at North Hills Christian School in the first round of the NCISAA. The young man went for 43 points, 10 rebounds over Lee Christian. Next up, we have 6'4", junior Langston Boyd out of Cox Mill. Huge game um, by Langston Boyd, both in the semifinals where they beat Hickory Ridge in overtime but more importantly, had 25 points in the Greater Metro 4-H Conference Tournament Championship over Mooresville. And Langston Boyd's had a really good year. He's averaging 19-plus points a game, 7.5 rebounds, and 4.5 assists. And next up, we have, in my opinion, one of the most complete guards in the state of North Carolina. That's six-foot senior, Jaden Thompson, Central Cabarrus. In the championship game, Jaden had 29 points, nine rebounds, five assists, five steals. Congratulations, Jaden, on another great performance and a great and outstanding season. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mr. Do-It-All himself, Jaden, <clears throat> first off, I just want to say congratulations on your championship, but also just watching you this season, I think everything that Coach Rick mentioned uh, is what makes you so special. You're a stat stuffer. And you don't just, you know, you don't just score, you rebound, you defend, you get your teammates involved. Um, can you tell us about, like, when, how, how that developed in you as a player? Um, I'd probably say it's been, it's been a long time. It's probably from my uncle. He, he always says nothing. It's not all about scoring. It's about doing with, like, doing the best you can do, like, to help your team win. So that's just kind of, like, what helped me. Is that's what, that's what kind of helped me during that game. I just need to do everything I need to do to help the team win. I love it. Jay, Jayden, I have a question for you. Um, you know, sure. looking at, um, you know, the record for Central Bears, you guys are 26-0. and 0. You've only lost one game in the last two years, which is pretty remarkable. 
how did that loss to West Charlotte last year in the regional, I think, semifinals affect the mindset going into this season? Uh, it, it was a huge, huge difference in the mindset. I, I can tell, I can see it in everybody's eyes starting from the summer. Everybody worked hard. Everybody was doing things outside of practice, inside of practice, on and off the court. It just, it just really motivated us to keep going. And our, our IQ has really, really gotten higher since then. The other thing that's impressive about your team is, you know, Central Bears is averaging 25-plus assists per game, which is really remarkable, either at the high school or the college level. Mm-hmm. And I look at your scoring. You have five starters that's averaging over 10 points a game, and your sixth man coming off the bench is averaging 8.5. How did you guys come up with this – pass first mentality where you're averaging 25 plus assists a game. Uh, I think that just comes down to our, our brotherhood. We've known each other for 13 plus years, most of us. So I just think we just all trust each other. So once you give the ball up and it comes right back to you, that's how we just play. Jayden, I want to ask you, you know, with Coach Baker coming over and, and with this team, can you explain to everybody you guys' style of play? Like Coach Rick just said, you guys average 25 assists. But I think mm-hmm. the more important the more important part of that is how you guys play on the defensive end. You guys right. picked up, you know, as, as we say, 94 feet, and you guys mm-hmm. just, you know, create complete havoc. Can you talk a little bit about that style for us? Um, it, it's pretty, it, it's not really much to it, but we're just really scrappy. So once we get steals, we're just giving up. It's just layups, so it's just sits everywhere. So we just play really scrappy, and I think, uh, at the start of the season, when we like all our conditioning, we have a thing called a process. So we can do that all game long and we never get tired. So I just kind of give it up to that. All right. My last question for you, Jane, before we let you get out of here. Is there a player either at the collegiate level or the professional level that you watch and you say, that's who I want to model my game after? Um, I've really been looking at John Morant, but lately I've been looking at Luca. I mean, our game is really not much similar, but he's just so slow paced. Like, nothing can really speed him up. So, I, I really, I'd say Luca Dawkins. I actually think that's the most important part that you just said right there that uh, if, if there are young players watching this, that's what they need to understand. The thing, the most special thing about Luca is that there is nobody in that league that can speed him up. He's going to play at his pace all the time, and that's what makes him so special. Yes, sir. I want, I want to finish on this, um, Jaden. Uh, I've been following you guys for quite some time and been, been big fans of you guys, you know, for the last two to three years. But I will say this. I, I tell people all the time, you're the most unique team to watch in high school basketball. You're the most fun team to watch in high school basketball. But more importantly, you guys are the most unselfish team I've ever seen in, in high school basketball. And congratulations for being part of such a remarkable and amazing team. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's a blessing. Well, thank you for being on, uh, Jaden. We appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Thank you. And if you would like to be one of Coach Rick's picks, the guru's information on social media, please reach out to him at Coach underscore Rick 57 on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm Randall Clark. He's the guru, Rick Lewis. We'll see you next week. Alrighty, in light of playoffs and the state championships coming up, we have three big topics to discuss around that. So we'll hit it. All right, I'll start with you, Gary. 
So the NCHSAA seems to be headed to five or six classes. Do you think it's time for open division playoffs between the East and the West, dropping that? No. And, and the main reason I say no is because the basketball playoffs start on a Tuesday. So it, if you have an open playoffs and you have somebody at the beach who has to go to the mountains or vice versa on a school night, get back after midnight, okay? Got to go to class the next day. Uh, if they win, then they got a short practice on Wednesday and they may have to turn around and do it again on Thursday. So I'm going to say no to open classifications um, because so many games are played during the week and we have to remember they're students first. Now, when you get to the regional round where you have a final four, that's different because you only have one game during the week and then the second game to go to state championship is usually on a Friday or Saturday. So, um, you know, uh, getting up for school is not as important as it would be during the first week of the playoffs. So I'm opposed to open classes um, in the in the first three rounds. But if you want to do it in, in the, the regional round, that would be okay with me. Randall. Turn your mic on, Randall. Yes, we should have open. Yes, we should have open classifications. I think the hard part is you get these teams who, you know, win a conference tournament and, and you automatically get a top eight seed. I'd rather see it to where we just after after the conference tournament, we take the best best teams in the classification, we rank them one through however many we want to rank them, and let's go play basketball and let's see who the best team is. Not necessarily who won a conference tournament championship or who won their conference. All right, and to you again, Randall, the NCHSAA holds state finals at UNC and NC State every year, but the NCI, the NCISAA moves around. Should it find one spot instead of traveling? No, I think what makes it, what makes it special is the fact that they travel. Uh, I think the fact that you're at UNC and NC State, two really, really you know prestigious universities, especially on the basketball scene, on, on in this side of in this state, uh, I think it which makes it special. Uh, I think it m makes it memorable that those that they get to play their state championships there. So I think you should leave it as it is. Gary, wait a minute! Now you said it should move around, and then you yeah. say leave it as it is. What no, is it? I don't think it should move. Around. I think I think it should stay as it is. Stay the way okay. it is. We go to okay. UNC, we go to state. I'm sorry, that's okay. what I meant. Okay. So the NCISA should also find one spot. I mean, I was, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I never understood. I mean, it's cool that they go from, you know, because of where they are. Like, I understand why they do, why the ISAA does it the way they do. Like, I get why you want to have it, you know, in Asheville and and then Raleigh and in Charlotte. Like, I get it. For them, I understand it. For for HSAA, I think we just keep it at UNC and we keep it at state. All right, Gary. Um, I would like to see it centrally located just like it, it is for the public schools. And the place they should hold it is Queens College. Um, you know, the, N the NCISAA schools are private. Queens College is a private school. So uh, they have great facilities. It's centrally located in town. 
It's a lot of things around it uh, for people to go and hotels and that type of thing. Uh, it gives the kids, the schools, an aiming point. You know, uh, when I coach, the aiming point is we want to go to Chapel Hill or we want to go to Raleigh. So, so Gary, Gary, you don't think that Carmel Christian hasn't talked about going to Forsyth Country Day next on Saturday? Well, they probably have if they, if they know that's where it's going to be. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's beginning season where it's going. You know, the beginning season where it's going to be. It just moves from year to year. Yeah, I think it should be in one place every <laughs> year. I got you. All right, and Gary, and that place is the Queens defending- <laughs> There you go, Central. Defending 3A champion West Charlotte has lost five straight. Can the Lions make a playoff run? And their record is also 11-13 and 13 now. Yes, because like we spoke of earlier in the show, um, they're, they're coming down a level now. Uh, they're not playing against the big boys. And then on top of it, they're on the opposite side of the bracket at Central Cabarrus. So, yeah, I think they can make a run all the way to Central Cabarrus. And then um, – I think Central Cabarrus will will win out this time over West Charlotte. But yes, I think they can make a run. Dang, New man. season. We actually have to agree on something. I don't. I don't. This might be the first time all season this has actually happened. Well, obviously, I told y'all earlier in the show my my thoughts on West Charlotte. I do think that they're going to make a playoff run. As we talked about, the game is going to slow down for them. They're not going to see the the Nick Dorns and the Isaiah Evans anymore. Uh, I think they've been battle tested. You know, and I think when you get to the playoffs, everybody's record is zero and zero. Okay, right, I don't think you really got the, the second question. Um, the NCHSA holds their finals every year, Chapel and Raleigh. State, yeah. Right. Proper schools move around. So right. Proper schools find one site. Oh, I, no, I thought you were saying – no, I, I'm – no, they shouldn't. I like the fact – I think it gives – it's fair for everybody. Like, I, I think it's cool that everybody gets to move around and your city gets to host it each year. Why is it um, different? Why is it different between the private and the public? The public is because you because because in the in the in the public school you can it doesn't no one knows where you're coming from. You're literally coming from all over the state. There's private schools all over the state. Yeah, it is private schools all over the state, but for the most part, we know where where everybody's coming from and those I locations. Like, I like Gary's idea. Queens every year because it gives, I think that is big because the kids always say in the old days we want to go to the, we want to go to Chapel Hill we want to go to Hill. And well, I would, I would be, I would, I would like to talk to guys like Freddie and, and and those guys and see what if they if they just all right, we're gonna have it at Queens every year. I would love to hear what some of the private school coaches thought about that. Rick, what do you think? Should the private school be one? I would love to see it. I would love to see it at Queens University. I, I think you know they're a Division One school, and I, I just think you know if you look at the um, balance of power. <laughs> I didn't say his idea was bad. I just like disagreeing with him. We know this by now. Uh, Alex, you want to make a point going back to the four? Was it the four A playoffs? And I cut you off. Yes. Yes. Uh, Hold on. Let let me let me find. uh, Did I destroy it? I think I may have killed it. Oh, not a problem. I, I got this covered. All right. First off, I'll begin by saying with that last question, let the record show that if I qualify for a state final, then tell me where to be and when, and I'll be there. Period. Okay. All right. As for the 4-8 playoffs, I'm going to say this. I want to harken back to what a couple people said. Someone talked about sleepers. And Langston, you referenced a Mecklenburg County dream. So I call my comment here sleepers before a Mecklenburg County dream. 
And who are the sleepers as I see them in the 4A West? All of them are sleepers before the fourth round. Because here's what's going to happen right here. <laughs> A Mecklenburg County dream is about to happen. Four Charlotte Mecklenburg schools advancing to the regional. I'm talking about number one seed, Myers Park. Number 12 seed, Olympic. Number three seed, North Mecklenburg. And number 10 seed, Chambers. Folks, it's a done deal. Mark it down. Everything is a sleeper until the fourth round. And we see Myers Park, Olympic, North Mecklenburg, and Chambers advance to the 4A West Boys Regionals. And a long... And where, should they, where should this regional be, McDowell? Oh, here we go. Where should this regional be? Should it be McDowell? Absolutely okay. not. These, these, these. What time? These, these, these two games: Myers Park versus Olympic, and North Mecklenburg versus Chambers should be played at Providence High School. This is a great opportunity to sell out a venue and celebrate. I got a better idea. Honestly. I yeah. got a better idea. Queens, Davidson, UNC, Charlotte—one of those. Yep. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely. That take that. that more, out. Get more butts in the seat. Uh, that takes away I from the two thousand people is not going to hold that crap. Uh, that takes away from the event and uh, and would undermine it. Uh, but like I said, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. How, how, how does it under how? 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 How, how, does, how? does that? How, how does that how undermine, undermine the event? Undermine how, how, how does that undermine it? the event? No, it's a I mean, how would it undermine it having it at UNC Charlotte Davidson or Queens when you're having the state? championship at UNC and NC State. It undermines the efficacy and integrity of the event as a celebration of Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools basketball. Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools is in a position Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you hold that event at Providence, you'll sell it out. 5,000 Charlotte Mecklenburg students can't get in because it's sold out. How does that help CMS? That's not going to happen. Hold it where they can. Cameron, you like to see it, Cameron. I mean, UNC Charlotte's got way more seats than Providence, and Providence, Providence facilities are not that good. I mean, I was just there. I mean, no offense to the school, but, I mean, they got wooden bleachers Randall, all the way up to the top. It's not that great. Yeah, hold on, hold on, Gammon. Yeah. Randall, if Myers Park were to play, say, who could meet in the – I don't know who could who – Myers Park, meet. Olympic, North Mecklenburg. Uh, if champion. Myers Park met North Mech in the regional championship game, how many thousands of people would you think that game could draw, Randall? Listen. Listen, it, when we get to that round, you're looking at eight to ten thousand people. Legit, legit eight to ten thousand people. Myers Park travels crazy, and they've never won this thing before. They are going to be out in full force as the number one seed when they have to go on the road. But you see, here's the problem right here. I don't have a problem with these games being played in college venues. I have no problem with that whatsoever. What I want to see is a commitment by these schools to buck up and show that they're committed to the very best and proliferating high school basketball as an entity unto itself. These schools have done a woeful job these past few years, ever since the transfer portal came into effect, showing that they have absolutely no interest in supporting high school basketball. I would have no problem. I'd have no problem with it if these schools made a serious commitment to supporting the high school game, which has gone out the window since the transfer portal came into being. 
I'm not opposed when to playing Rick, college. Rick, Rick, Rick is dying. Go ahead, Rick. You're dying. Go ahead, Rick. <laughs> to me, if you had Chambers, North Mech, Olympic, and Myers Park playing at the say the at Halton Arena, UNC Charlotte, you could get ten thousand people in there. To wow. me, that would be the best thing that could happen to CMS schools. To be able to, as a coach and a player, to say, look, look at the atmosphere that's being created by the public school system. Nowhere else in North Carolina can you go and get this type of atmosphere, this type of support from the entire community. It is a win-win for public schools, especially CMS. Not if UNC Charlotte doesn't want to support high school basketball on a regular basis. UNC Charlotte. All, all of these schools have done nothing since the transfer portal came into being to support high school basketball. I, I would have no problem with those games being played in college venues if there was an authentic degree of support for the high school game. All right, I get I, All right, Alex, now that you said it that way, like I get what you're saying. I don't think the two coincide with each other at all, but I do understand what you're trying to say. But at the end of the day, if I'm a college basketball coach, I'm trying. My job is to win basketball games. That's how I get. That's how I feed my family. That's how I take care of my family. So if I got to go to the portal to go get kids, I got to go to the portal to go get kids. If I got to recruit high school kids, and that's how I'm going. How I'm going to win games, and that's what I'm going to do. I don't think. I don't think there's a. I don't think they're just saying. A lot of people aren't saying we're just going to the portal now, because the fact the portal has bitten people in in the backside already. Yeah, they they got to deal with Alex. Local kids weren't going to UNCC before the COVID. Yeah. There's several local kids on Charlotte Trail. That's not going to change anything. Don't get camera started. Chelsea, if you had a chance to see your high school in the semifinals against a big rival and you couldn't get in because it sold out, but they could have had it at School X, would you be mad? Yes, I would, especially as a student. Um, And that's why I love how we have it at NC State or Chapel Hill. Um, Because, you know, even Sanderson hasn't been to the state championship in a while, but going to see like Millbrook or other teams like that, just wherever, just going to go with your friends and getting a spot in there, being in a big gym in a big environment like that. I I don't know what it was like in the other conference tournaments, but I went to the the Queen City and it was it was sold out six o'clock that morning. You know, people were lined up trying to get in. They like, we sold out six o'clock this morning. So no, I mean, uh, Gary, all all the games in town have been like that. Um, the private school games have been like that. I mean, there's an incredible amount of fan interest in these games. That's why I think you know. Hopefully, Erica turned her crew, and Erica does a great job handling so putting the bid with putting the bid with with the NCHSA right now. If a Charlotte team's hosting, we have a plan in place. And, I, you know, if I'm UNC Charlotte, I want the best players in the state wow. on the western side to come to my campus and see my facilities yeah. if it's me. 100%. Um, I'd be begging for them to come on my campus. If not, Independence Arena would be a great environment as well. And, and, I didn't get I, I, I didn't see any of the conference here. tournament games in person last week. Say again? I didn't see any yeah, conference Yeah, you missed, you missed out on some really good basketball, they were, Alex. They were, they were, they were high-level high events. All right. We'll, and, we'll talk and, about, and, you'll we'll, ne- and you'll never see me at one. You'll never see me at one. <laughs> we, we know, we know how you That's feel. a shame. You shouldn't put yourself in that box, Alex. You're missing out on some great high school hoops. It's right. a farce. All right. It's 925. <laughs> I'm trying to be done. It's time for the man to give us his final thought. Oh. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's favorite time of year. The brackets are out. It's winter go home. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. 
Uh, good luck to everybody playing in the, in the turn in the playoffs this this week. Uh, good luck to the independent schools as they hit the semifinals and finals, and and to everybody uh, getting ready for the NHSAA playoffs. No matter which co- classification, good luck to you as well. All right, should be fun. The basketball uh, comes, I guess, comes Saturday. We'll we'll be a lot a lot fewer teams we have right now. We'll know, we'll know who the champions are in the private schools. It should be a fun week of basketball. We'll see you guys on Monday. We're going to make our predictions after Thursday's game going into Saturday. I'm doing terrible. Rick's doing great, so don't follow my predictions. <laughs> follow Rick's predictions. The only thing I'm going to do the next time if Chambers plays North Mech, Randall's 3-0. <laughs> <three and up. laughs> I'm 0-3. <laughs> I'm struggling in that one. That's Randall, the number one train I know. That's Alex Baskin-Trarian. You have heard it all night long. Uh, that's Chelsea Simple going to Chapel Hill. Rick Lewis, the guru, the number one voice of high school athletic, high school basketball, rather. Chris Hughes, the number one voice of high school football. Um, Gary Richman, my frat brother, my friend. And right below me, we have the uh, get the guru in training, Cameron Williams, who's mad as y'all are picking on his Charlotte 49ers. He puts in the chat that Bryce Williams and uh, what's my man's name from Davis and Davis? Jackson, Jackson Threadgill. Jackson Threadgill, the two best players on Charlotte's team. So, yes, Gary, Charlotte does get Charlotte players on their roster. So he okay, wants you to know that. Whatever. And we are talking Prince. <laughs>